having so much fun with that country music special. You know, that, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, Ken Burns country music. Oh, yes. Because I've just been singing along with everything. It's like, oh, I know that. But then we get to modern country music, I'm like, yeah. Who's this guy? I don't know so much of that. that person. Some of it I, I, I like, some of the new country. I mean, I admire some of the new country, but yeah, you know. It just don't, it doesn't have it. I just feel like... It has this something. Is awful. This is awful. I feel like the, the most recent iteration of country singers have not suffered enough. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you would hear Johnny Cash sing, especially in his last years... You knew the whole weight of his fucking life. Was just... Yeah. Yeah. And same with even George Jones. And Tammy Wynette, she just wore her heart right up there so everybody could see that it was all wounded and broken. And I, the one that I'm trying to think of is the one who wrote Lost Highway. What was his name? And his son. His son sang that football. Oh. <laughs> right. I was going to party or something like that. But, oh, who was that? I'm all And the Flat Rock Music Festival named a songwriter's contest after him. And I'll never forget that. In Hank two, Williams. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know why my brain couldn't come up with that. But oh, I know in 2006, there was uh, quite a few entries in the songwriter's contest. And there was this one entry called Lost Highway. And it was somebody nobody had heard of, and it was a, a guy named Stacy, named Stacy, mm -hmm. Stacy Moore, I think his name. And Lost Highway was the song of the last twenty-four hours of Hank Williams' life. Oh my God! And he kind of sang it in this this. His voice singing is really different than his voice speaking. Uh -huh. So like he would speak like this, but then he was singing it. Kind of with a froggy kind of voice. Uh huh. And it was knock your socks off good. Oh, God. And we called it a panty puller. Oh. <laughs> and you can imagine why. It. So Stacy Moore was his oh, name. Oh, my gosh. How did we get on that subject? Well, I, I don't know. I was thinking about uh, Lou Guru yesterday saying that in his family, they liked Loretta Lynn. Because they thought Dolly Parton was a floozy. Oh! And I remember, oh. no, I remember that I have mem I, members of my family or neighbors or what, and they had the same thing about Dolly Parton. Is Why? Because she, she wore she was blue too, eyeshadow and yes, big hair? Yes, she was too flashy. And she, they didn't, they didn't appreciate all that. They and yet Elvis better. was fine. Well, but they didn't like Elvis either. I mean, these are hardcore country people. They didn't, they weren't into Elvis. But that, but they loved Loretta because uh, because she was, you know, she's one, of, one them. of them, and she never got above her raising. Have you ever did. been accused of that, getting above your raising? Not once. Oh, Lord. Not Every once. time I'm with my family, somebody will say to me, well, I guess you've done pretty well for yourself, haven't you? <laughs> and yeah. I'll be like, well, you haven't seen my checking account balance, or you would not say that. But, yeah, <laughs> got above my raising. And it's the, it's the hardest thing. I mean, I was just talking to Brian, and, he said, you ought to do, in the podcast, you ought to do your accent, your regular accent, and then you ought to break into your Shakespeare voice, because oh. that for people out that it's so different. And that's my ritual voice, too, my ritual, my Shakespeare voice. But I swear, if you're coming up, if you came up here in Appalachia, and you are moving outside of that world, there are 
any sorts of reasons why you want to limit your accent and sound like you're not from here. Well, it's, it's because of the stereotype. Well known. Yeah. There was a, a study done not too long ago, and they, they polled a thousand people, and they listened to the same thing with people saying it with different uh, voices, but excuse me, different accents, but they had the same IQ. Mm -hmm. And overwhelmingly, they thought that the, the, the Appalachian accent was the dumbest one. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. what? And it's, it's a stereotype we fight all the time. Uh, I did a paper two years ago, I guess, for Appalachian Studies Association Conference, because I'm a member. And this paper was about saving the soul of Appalachia. You know, I, I, I think about that and talk about it and write about it a lot. And in it, I used the phrase that outside of Appalachia, everybody laughs when they hear it. But it it brought part of this this audience to tears when I said, paddle faster, I hear banjo. Hmm. Yeah, because banjos for us are not about deliverance, mm -mm. and they're not about that urbanoia crap that no. people get so bound up in. Mm. Um, it's a yeah. somber subject for I know, we're talking about music and then we went to that. Well, that's, the thing, that's the thing we were talking about here on this podcast, though I don't know if it made it onto the podcast yet or not, was uh, me and you doing a mashup of Jolene. Oh, yes. And you ain't woman enough to take my man. <laughs> and I don't know how that's going to look, but we're going to have to do that. Well, okay. <laughs> and uh, Allison Mullins, if you're listening, Allison Mullins, she's ready to come across the hills from Tennessee and sing with us. Let's so do some stuff. We ought to do get have a, I don't know, weird mountain gals singing some music. We night. should do it, music on the porch or something. Yeah, once it warms up just a little bit. A little bit. Well, I don't know. My mom today. Now I was driving her around, and I left. It's a little bit chilly. So yeah, I ran into yeah. a store for her, and I'm, I left the car on so that she wouldn't be cold. And had the had uh, Allison, no, excuse me, Gillian Welch and Dave Rollins. Oh I had God. them playing, yes. and it was a, a CD called The Harrow and the Harlot. Mm -hmm. It was one of my favorite ones. But uh, anyway, I came back, and Mom said, she said, is that your band? playing oh how and nice I, went, I was so surprised i went what and she said because you and that selby sound okay but y'all need to quit making everything you do sound like gospel or people will think you can't do anything else <laughs> does everything i don't think everything sounds oh. like gospel <laughs> i loved it that to I me that's that. an honor well but. yeah and i swear me and you we are gonna do a gospel yes. album. I don't know how or when. We're going to have... Does anybody out there want to finance a gospel, a gospel album? album? We just need, Some you know, wayward. probably 400 hours in studio. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we oh, can wait. get it done. We've got a studio in the other room. Yes, we do. Yes, we That's do. That's exactly right. Yeah. We just I, need somebody who knows how to use it. Right. And, and we need to settle down long enough to sing something That's that true. we know all the words to or to print the words out so we yeah. uh-huh i'll fly away i'm just saying Stop. that to you right You're now just i'll fly it. away Stop. well i had so much fun i got we're on music now aren't we last year is a big old conference down in um in atlanta actually it's in marietta but that's still atlanta anyway uh i was doing a paper i'm teaching some classes and stuff and this uh, friend of mine, Sherry, she, we, we were Facebook friends, you know, and then we actually met each other. 
and we stood in the atrium of this very, very nice hotel and just started singing gospel music. Oh, yeah. And because it was in the atrium, it shot up to the ceiling and then it came down the walls. So it was just, it enveloped everybody in gospel music. And you could look up, because we were on the lowest level, you could look up at like the mezzanine level. And people were, some of them were looking down like, what the hell is going <laughs> on? And then other people, notably the African-American staff, they were like, yes, yes. Well, that's got they, music in the house. That's right. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I was... You saying that I was thinking about high school, Gomez and I and Billy McNelly, yeah, and um, a gal named Lisa who I think you might know because she came to the Bridget retreat. Um, the four of us used to get together at lunchtime and do four part harmony. Oh my goodness! Outside in the smoking area. That's yeah, how old the I am. Area. Uh, because it had the best acoustics. <laughs> it had a like some roof about twenty feet up, <laughs> and. We would go there, and whatever competition we were getting ready for, mm -hmm. we would just sing that yeah. for the whole lunch yeah. lunch time. I don't. I'm sure we didn't get an hour back then, but we did, and it sounded great. I love. Is that not that fun? That is so funny, though. Thinking about high school, when when I was coming up, you were coming up, because. All them little old boys had a pickup truck with guns in the back. The gun rack. And there was a smoking area. Mm -hmm. And there was all this other crazy stuff that if you suggested right now they build a new high school, make sure you got the smoking area in there. Look at you like you're out of your mind. Yeah, no. Can you imagine a whole bunch? Every boy I knew had a gun and gun on the gun rack in the truck. Unless they drove their <laughs> Dodge. What was it? The Dodge. Uh, oh. Roadrunner. Is that a Dodge yes. or a Plymouth Roadrunner? Yes. Excuse me. Roadrunner, Camaro, or a Mustang. Pony car. You a know pony it. Car. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I told you, my very first car was a 69 Camaro, and I've never forgotten no. it. No. Never. Oh, my God. Really? It was the best car I ever had. Well, it was a crappy car. What but color was it? But it went really fast. It was that kind of greenish gold oh. color. Oh, my gosh. I've never handled a car that handled as well as I that. I love those cars. We used to run up and down Pisgah Highway, and that's before they straightened it out when it was still like <laughs> the back of a blacksmith. <laughs> and we used to run up and down there going way too fast, way I, too fast. I dated a fellow that drove one of those cars, and oh. I remember the car more than the fellow, and that's the truth. Yeah, I remember oh, the day beautiful. he painted it. It's like, oh, I'm not as interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a truthful podcast. Well, if nothing else, <laughs> my car it made it made a noise, a noise. You know, my dad yes. said, now if it makes that noise, how do you do it? I told him it's making a no funny noise, Daddy. He said the only time it makes that noise is when you go over seventy miles an hour. And I was like, well, I, I, I wasn't going over 70 miles an hour. And he said, yes, you were, because I, I drove that car. And I know the only time it makes that little noise is if you're driving too fast, you need to slow down, Missy. Well, I'm driving the car a few days later, and I hear that noise, and I'm going like 55 miles an hour. I roll down the window, and it's the, the seal around the window of the car that's just loose, and that's and what makes flapping. it do that. And once I fix that... I could do a clean 80 with no kind of noise no. at all. I tell you, I drove these roads like a mad woman. And one of my first cars was a 1970 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Oh of course, it was God. like, oh. it, the car was old by then. You know, it was, yeah. 
And so it was, and it was, oh, it was that awful green. Yeah. It wasn't really lime green. Uh, it was some kind of olive green. It was like vomit. Yeah. yeah. And it was a, it was a two door. It had a 472 engine. Oh my God. And it would flat out lay you in the back seat if you, if you oh, hit the gas pedal. Oh, hell yeah. And I would go from Robbinsville to Asheville and I'd have to fill the gas tank. <laughs> But gas was only, oh, you know. Golly. I remember being on Patton Avenue. Now, this is after I got back from Did you cruise school. Patton Avenue? No, no, no. You never uh, cruised Patton Avenue. I never Patton had the money to buy that kind of gas. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't. That's what that's what city people did. Okay. Country people didn't do that. We, we cruised Pisgah Highway. Pisgah Highway. Uh, but Buzzard I, Rock. It, was, it must have been, I guess, early 80s. Something like that. Well, I was back from graduate school. So I was older. I was a... Uh, 27 something like that and I was driving my grandmother's Cadillac you know that has the engine the size oh, yes. of my of my Toyota yes and this little old boy pulled up beside me at the light at Kmart at Patton Avenue he looked over at me like and he he went <laughs> and I just looked at him like are you a fool to yourself do you see this car I'm sitting in right now and he just he, he was like come on come on come on and I was like number one don't be, don't be tempting a redneck girl to drive fast because it's not a very far temptation to, to jump into. And I just looked at him and I thought, well, you, you don't have any idea. And he was driving something like a Ford Pinto. I don't know oh, what the hell please. it was. And I just, I laid it. And the car literally leapt forward. Oh. And just left him wow. far behind. What did and you I, just and wow. I ro I rolled the window down. I waved like this. Well, see ya. <laughs> Your queen's wave. See ya. Right. See ya. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be ya. Yep. That's little hilarious. boy. Don't be playing with the big dogs. Well, first time I got that. <laughs> the first time I got that Cadillac. The first time I drove it. There's a slight incline on Main Street in Robbinsville. About I don't know 40, 45, 33, whatever. I don't know. Slight incline and. I had no idea that it was just going to go <laughs> all the way up Main Street in front of my grandfather, oh, my in front of the sheriff's department. <laughs> so, yes, my grandma got a phone call out of it, and I really wasn't doing it on purpose. But those were the day. I mean, that phone never ceased. I had to behave myself. It might have been big country, yeah. but in that town... Everybody knew what everybody was up to. I'm telling you, it's the it's the thing about living in the country, and people go, "Oh, I wish things were like they used to be." But, oh. You know, everybody knew their neighbors and all that stuff. Well, if you were 15 years old, you didn't want all your neighbors knowing your business. Not necessarily. I mean, it's funny they walked that line between you get your personal privacy, but everybody knew what everybody was up to. Right. And I an example of that was the first time. I uh, took took Randy to Robbinsville, would have been in 87, and he wow. decided to go out and walk around the town and take some air because he didn't really know anybody yeah. in, the, in the house there, and he wandered around. And, of course, he had a little bit of a beard, and as he was walking, as he was walking around the neighborhood, my mother, excuse me, my grandmother got phone calls from people, Nellie Vaughn, do you know who so that boy was walking from blah, 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 blah? <laughs> I am not even kidding. <laughs> so I, she just kept picking up the phone and saying, 
He's Alicia's boy. He's well, Alicia's boy. She, I don't remember what she said. I just remember thinking, wow. And, of course, there was, had been a party line up until 1984 there. And so they were used to talking to each other. And my grandmother had been the town's operator. Oh, Lord. So, so she knew everybody's secrets. Yes, she, she did. She knew where all the skeletons were She really did. And or maybe my mom, too, I don't know, because the phone company was basically run out of their house in the basement. And so, like, there's a big switchboard down there. And there, there my, I want to say that there was about 16 phones in the house and the house was small mm -hmm. and of course there were some phones downstairs and there was a bell up above the door so that if the phone rang in the middle of the night it would wake somebody up and they'd go answer it and put the call through oh my gosh that's and see we could still do that i mean once sure. everything collapses we'll be able to do that again yeah it won't be too tense. it'll go back to morse code It'll, no, it'll go back to Morse code. Oh, my God. I, I, no, I don't know. We don't need to get on that. No. Let's go back to music. The music is fine. The music's always It's a great subject. always good. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love, I love to sing. And my fiddling is getting better. I'm just going to say I've been Are you practicing, practicing my fiddling. And I've also been practicing uh, my Tai Chi. So I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting my stress level still through the roof. But, you know, I've got some things to help. Yeah. Including a little Irish whiskey now you and then. You do, and you got Cups some good friends. And I have the best friends in the whole darn world. You I also really have, do. you have some inner resources that, you know, maybe the average person doesn't have. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I know call what you it, mean. Lady. Well, so, I, inner resources is kind of a combination between common sense and extra knowledge. Mm. And if you have common sense and extra knowledge, you'll know what to do with that extra knowledge. Well, I, I feel like, and of course, there's always room for being better at something, always, no matter what it is or who you are. But I feel like I, I, real, I connect with my ancestors pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, um, and any time I'm whining about, like, last week, the, in that awful wind, do you remember that night the wind was so bad? Mm -hmm. It ripped the storm door off our porch. Really? Ripped it off one of its hinges. Whoa. Um, and I was I was the whiniest. It's like, oh, what do we go? Oh, we can't go back. And I thought, you're lucky <laughs> to have a damn storm door and a porch. And you know a little old man that you can call, and he will come and fix that for you. And plus, that door's been a pain in my big Irish behind for more years than I can count. So I just said to my husband, I'm going to call my friend Arjuna, and he's going to come fix that door. And he said, no, no, I'll fix it. And I said, no, you will rig it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I want this damn door fixed. And, and then I said, and put my, put my arms across my chest, you know, like you do like a good old mountain wife. And I said, and in addition to that, he's going to fix the damn back door because I'm sick of dealing with that. And my husband's just like, all right, motor, 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 motor. I've heard that motor, motor before. But I, I got me a good man coming to me on Monday, <laughs> and on Sunday I'm going to go over to the Lowe's, and I'm going to look at doors and measure them, and I'm going to be ready. And he's going to fix those two damn doors. There you go. And it's going to be done. And you know what? we got enough money to pay him and to buy new doors. And that makes you lucky. It makes me lucky, and it makes me, it makes me luckier than my ancestors were. Yeah, because they might have had to just cut down a tree and 
make some lumber and make, make a door Lowe's. or whatever. Like, you go to Lowe's and buy a door. That's I may true. not be able to either with a house built in 1900. But well, we'll see. but their doors were a little more substantial too, probably. They were. Wind wouldn't have blown their door yeah. off. That house that my grandparents lived in had cedar everywhere and pine mm. and cedar mm -mm -mm. And, and cherry wood everywhere oh and the goodness. doors were like that thick solid yeah. pine yeah and just big old head i guarantee you that a puff of wind would not blow those doors nah. but i have seen that door open for me unexpectedly one time uh -huh. i've seen it close behind me one time too but anyway that's a whole different story that's a whole different story we'll talk about that some other time yeah but, yeah yeah but getting back to the uh, music stuff i love it and i've not been here when y'all have done it because i've been on the road so much have you never been to when, even one when y'all are playing music well you know when um when Lou and Chris were here and they were recording, mm -hmm. um, I was there that night. Uh, when Selby came by, it was you and Selby and them. Is that uh, the only time you've ever yeah, heard? Yeah, and I get to play it really? time, which was nice. Yeah. What do you think? I I loved it. Y'all mm -hmm. sound good. Y'all sound real good. We've been doing it for a long, a time. long time. And you know, there's no substitute for that because we've mm -hmm. got. We have each other's timing down. Yeah, that's know, right, so. and you know how things are going to sound and how they're going to feel and all yeah. of that. <laughs> no, that's, it's very, very important, I think. Yeah, we've had fun. I wish uh, Craig was up here one of these times when we had a jam so that you could come. I and would just, love that. Well, we, we jammed, me and you and Craig jammed one time. Mm -hmm. And we've been to couple the beach years back. Yeah, we've done some jamming oh, down yeah. there. Uh, but you, know, you need to give a shout-out to your band. So oh, the current residents. Current residents. We are the current residents. Currently, that consists of Selby, mm -hmm. myself, uh, Dan Dan, the mandolin man, <laughs> Thomas Minton, who's I can't got wait a to great hear... big dog house, bigger <laughs> than he is. I can't wait to hear Dan Dan, the mandolin man. Oh, we you're going to love him. so fondly of him. He's, he's he just is. a happy, sunny personality, and he plays everything. It's like if you turn your head and you look, and the next time he's got a different instrument in his hand. I love it. And, you know, he'll hear the song, and then he'll go, hmm, he'll get a look on his face, and he'll just grab a different instrument every time. It might be oh a harmonica or whatever. And we are lucky enough to have Laura Smith sit in with us sometimes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so yay for us. I met this amazing mandolin man, mando man, uh, Bruce Graybill. He is so good. And he's got that real dry sense of humor. Oh, I love that. But, um. My friend Brian was, he said, you need to give up the fiddle, because <laughs> of course I wasn't practicing, I should give it up. Um, he said, you need to play the mandolin. I said, do you think I'm a drug dealer? And he said, what are you talking the about? <laughs> and I said, well, when I was coming up in a bluegrass band, if you wanted to buy any marijuana, the guy who had it was the mandolin player. Are you kidding? That was just, it was kind of oh, a, that's a truism. So you went to the mando man. It's like, so you got some grass? <laughs> And, and of course, th I guess that was just me. And Did they not get paid? Maybe, as maybe it was just one man on man. I don't know. But it, it's kind of it came down like in the seventies, I guess, That's maybe the sixties. That the mandolin mandolin player was the one who had a little extra something. That's and maybe because funny. it's a small enough instrument, you could have. It's not so heavy to carry all the stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know. I do. That's actually very funny. It is. Funny. I'm going to tell him, and he'll get a kick out. Tell of him. That. And uh, I told Bruce Graybill that, and I said. Yeah. So, have you got illicit drugs in this <laughs> mandolin? And he just looked at me like I was crazy because he's a pretty conservative guy. You gotta he be said, careful with it. He said, uh, no, I do not. <laughs> Are you a cop? 
<laughs> and so I told him that story. He uh, just laughed. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, and you know what? We've got another person in our band too. I keep keep forgetting to introduce him. It's Gomez. That's right. That's right. That's right. He comes in playing bass and he, keyboard. The yard man and the keyboard man yeah, and, and some, bass man. Yeah, and sometimes he plays guitar and I I'm yeah. So you know. What can you say? I love it. I love it. It's funny how my friends just go in and out of my life and in and out of my life. And it, it I do, I think I make friends for life. Mm-hmm. Because I've known him for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Selby and Craig and all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, we just feel like we're going to be playing together and friends for life yeah. forever. Yeah. And I think that's the way it ought to be. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I do too. I've got... I've got great friends I've known. Well, my friend Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. My friend Michael and I have known each other since we didn't know we knew each other. You know, we're <laughs> both babies, and our parents went to these beer joints and took us. So Did we've he... known each other for, you know, more than 60 years. Wow. He is literally my oldest friend, but not my oldest friend. Like, I have friends that are older than he is, but he's my longest The longest one that's most friend. enduring. Yeah. And we go through phases, you know, when we get ill with each other or just circumstances keep us apart. But same, yeah. same, same. But hopefully, hopefully not as much as in in my thirties and stuff. I'd go ten, fifteen years and I wouldn't talk to somebody. Yeah. Then just because we'd lose track. Yeah. And yeah. now nobody loses track. No, because everybody's on Facebook, God. so there's just no way to lose anybody anywhere. I know it. And you Twitter too, don't you? I tweet. I face. I gram. Well, you know, I gram and I tweet and I face mm-hmm. and and weird mountain gals. We Instagram. Yes, we do. And we Facebook. Yes. And I'm very tempted to open up a Pinterest page. Well, I don't know. You'll have to do that. You you are the Pinterest girl. I I, I would go down that rabbit hole and I'd never come out. I know. Oh. I can't even do it. I I'll just go looking for Edmund Dulac and images and they pull that stuff up and i'm gone for yeah. 20 minutes yeah. I, I can't i can't it's a time sucking vortex books, well pinterest is a way it's a community it's a bulletin board it's a way to keep information for me so i, I have my pinterest page and i've got 39 different categories but then people follow you right on yeah. Pinterest? yep I've got a camping. Oh, I've got a, a camping section, and I think I've got like twenty four hundred followers on the camping section. I've got one for recipes and blahdy blahdy. Blah. I swear, people suck enough of my energy out That's, on the social I, media. I do without them following me. Hi, oh, I was following you on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest, and I look at this, and it's like, oh lord. Now I don't have time. No, no. I don't have time for no Pinterest. <laughs> no man. All right, then I'm gonna but you show. You do that. I will table that idea for no, a moment. No, you do that. I'm well, just not gonna do. I'm, you got enough to do, man. I'm interested know. in the Facebook crowd as much as anything because I've enjoyed interacting with everybody on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm, and too. so I'm kind of sticking to that for now and branching out a little bit to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So any of y'all out there, if you want to find us on Instagram, we're there. Um, but I'm kind of happy where I'm at now, mm-hmm. unless we hear from the folks listening to the podcast that they want something else. Right. If they would like us tweeting all the time. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh, Lord. I can only imagine. You know, I got the fancy phone now, all the computer oh, stuff. Oh, you do. All I have to do is poop, 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 and then I'm suddenly, just like the President of the United States, I'm sorry. sending down a tweet to, I don't know, 120 people or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> That's 
That's okay. That's all right. I probably have maybe 20. I start, now, Craig, you may have to just bleep all this stuff out that I'm about to say, but I started a Twitter account because I didn't want to cuss on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but I could cuss on Twitter. Now, wait. Now, <laughs> I do. I do it. I'm, I'm you, telling you, I do it. You're a little more... I'm, I'm robust. <laughs> robust? Are you provocative on, on Twitter? I don't think I'm provocative. I mean, you, I, I'm having enough people follow me. To do you get up I'm in people's face and no. stuff? Like that? Oh, no. No, I, but I'll just say, well, this thing right here, this is just BS, but I'll <laughs> write out BS, you know. Or what a load of, you know. I can't imagine all them words. those delicate lips speaking I know, something like the, that. I'm such a fragile blossom of mountain yes, womanhood. Yes. Well, y'all. I can't take much more. <laughs> We're going to start singing soon, so we probably need to let y'all go. So come see us over to the Book of Faces. Book of Faces, yeah, and or to Raven and Crone. Or to Raven and Crone. We're there on Tuesdays. We're both there on yeah. Tuesdays, and Alicia's there other times. Every now and But don't day. come next week because we're doing inventory. <laughs> That's right. And you'll just piss us all off. It's like, get out the store. we got counting to do. That's right. <laughs> but, but we'll love on you any other time. That's right. We can't talk and count it. No, the Lord, no. But we'll be doing, some, we, there will be some gospel music that will be sung while oh, we're down. I'm I feel sure. confident about that. I'll bring my little, what you might call it, that little Bluetooth device that looks like, that's like the one in the shop. I'll yes. bring one for us in that room. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Y'all be good, and the snow is coming here, we reckon. So go out and get yourself some milk and bread at the grocery Absolutely. store. Absolutely. Don't forget to get the milk and bread and batteries if you're really going to be prepared. Right. Right. So we love you. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye.